now here's your host, Gabriel Rutledge. Check. Checkity check, check. Nope. That's, okay, that's better. Oh, daytime podcast recording today. Drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. It's actually, I actually like my coffee like I like my women. I don't know if anyone's ever made that comparison before, but I do. Um, from Costco and available for delivery. Ah, hmm? uh, I'm trying to sneak this in before the uh, house cleaner comes. Boy, talk about some first world problems. Talk about <laughs> some unrelatable content. Don't you hate it when you're trying to podcast and the help interrupts you? Uh, we've had a house cleaner for a couple months now when Christy got a full-time job. And uh, man, what a game changer. What a game changer. The game, it's been changed. We were playing a different one, and now it's like a totally different game. That's how much it's changed. Uh, I mean, I don't even, other than like, you know, washing dishes, basic maintenance, she comes every two weeks. And so, I mean, we don't have to do that much. You know, we got to do laundry, we got to wash the dishes, we got to wipe down a counter and a stove occasionally. But it's like, oh, I'm not going to thoroughly clean this toilet. She's coming in two days. Kids, shit on the floor. She'll be here Thursday. So nice. And also, a professional house cleaner will do things that you just won't do in your house very often. At least, Christy and I won't. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Also, I'm look, I'm turning around behind me to look as if you guys are looking also. Uh, some sick son of a bitch who lived here before we did uh, they bought white cabinets. All of our cabinets are white. Why? And fuck, would you do that? Why would you put white cabinets in a kitchen? Even like above our, uh, uh, our stove, there's like a microwave that hangs underneath it, and then there's like a white stuff. There's like a white cabinet that covers up the fan or whatever and it's like I don't you can't put something painted white above a stove it's going to be disgusting anyway she comes in here she cleans this shit like it's never been cleaned before uh and also there is a we have to pick up stuff off the floor before she comes um you know it's not her job to organize our shit but uh but even that helps keep us organized you know a little bit so uh what a game changer. I don't know uh, when all of my uh, <laughs> PPP loans and uh, everything, when, when life returns to whatever financially normal will be, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we also pay, we've paid for a long time, not in the winter, but we pay uh, someone to mow our lawn. But like very basic, like there's no uh, weed and feed. There's no, they pull the weeds. I can't figure out their schedule every once in a while. <clears throat> but it's also so cheap that I don't think I can complain. Like if it was, if I was paying a substantial amount of money, I would be texting and being like, hey, you didn't pull weeds last time. Or if you're only going to come every couple weeks, you got to mow the lawn lower 
because after two days, it's too high again. I would be saying all these things, but then I realize how much we pay, and I'm like, well, whatever they want to do is fine. Um, but, uh, man, I'm not telling you how to spend your money, but having people do things for you is a real game changer. Just not having to worry about the lawn, not having to worry about uh, thoroughly cleaning the house. Um, I don't know how long. I don't know how long it's going to last around here, but it's nice. It's nice. Uh, I did a show yesterday. One of the things about, uh, I don't know, it's still a pandemic maybe, but it's kind of post-pandemic comedy is like everything is so last minute still. Uh, you know... It's not so much, hey, um, this is what's happening six to eight months from now. It's like, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. It's, uh, what are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> There's still a lot of that shit happening in comedy. And so with very little details, uh, someone was like, hey, there's this afternoon thing in uh, Lake Sammamish Park, which is sort of like the east side 15, 20 minutes south of Seattle. It's for some company. Do you want to do it? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, is there money? They were like, yeah. They didn't even tell me how much money it was. But it was the middle of the day. And I'm like, yeah, I'll go. I need money. I'm paying for a house cleaner I can't afford. I'll take the money. <clears throat> but it was so ridiculous because we had to uh, we had to stand in front of a roaring fire. It was like 90 degrees outside. We're in a gazebo standing next to a roaring fire, uh, which was ridiculous. Thank you. I kept saying thank you like the applause was still going. It was not. <laughs> no, stop. Stop it. This is, I've been doing comedy uh, 20 years. This is the best show I've done in a gazebo. Uh, for a company that has something to do with ultrasound software. <laughs> on a karaoke machine next to a fire. <laughs> I'm gonna have to move to the other side uh, halfway through, so I'm, I'm done in the middle by the time. <laughs> I realized this when I did, a, I did a show like in someone's house last year, and they had the fireplace on behind me. If you're sweating, you feel like you're bombing. Even if you're not, because it's like, I mean, if it's just generally hot, which it was already, even if there was no fire, you, you know, you don't feel like you're bombing because like, you're hot. And, but an unnatural hot, like just the back of you is sweating. Even if it's going well, you feel like you're bombing. It feels like the sweat of a panicky, these people hate me. Uh, they were a, uh, what did they do? I don't know. Who knows? Even that's the even when people tell you what they do for a living, you're just like, huh? Uh, but it was something to do with um, with uh, what's that machine called? Where you look at pregnant people? Ultrasound. Good lord. Let me take another sip of my coffee. Maybe that'll help. Hmm. Is that Kirkland Signature Breakfast Blend? Organic light roast? Hmm. Ultrasound. Ult yeah, something to do with ultrasound uh, software or whatever. Who knows? 
Um, but whenever you do a, a, a show for a business, as a comedian, you kind of scan your brain for, uh, I wonder if I have any relatable content to what they do for a living. Uh, and I, I realized I do, I think this might have been in my first book. But I'm like, oh, this is way too dark. I can't, I can't tell this story about an ultrasound uh, at some company's <laughs> company picnic. Uh, but when I was, uh, let's see, I don't know how old I was. Christy was pregnant with kid number two, which became a human called Maisie, who's 13 now. Uh, when she was pregnant with Maisie, uh, and all during the pregnancy, we asked Johnny what we should name the kid that was not born yet. He was five at the time. Uh, she, he was five and a half when Maisie was born, but. We asked, we asked him, like, what should we, <laughs> what should we call this new baby? And I don't know why, because he was five. He, he said cookie jar. So, we, you know, that's how dumb family shit starts. You just, for whatever, the next seven months or whatever, eight months was just like, well, when cookie jar gets here, when cookie jar is born. Macy's lucky she didn't get named cookie jar, honestly. But Johnny really wanted a brother. Uh... And uh, <laughs> just for context, uh, we had a cat that had just died, Snappy. And uh, I think we, we, had, we were about to get a new cat or we already had gotten a new cat. And so <laughs> Don, who's still around. And uh, Don, you all right, buddy? He hates, he hates me when I interrupt his 23-hour nap. Uh so we go to the ultrasound. We want Johnny to come in to see, you know, what the sex of the baby is. Um, and uh, so the you know they're doing they're looking. You can never see what they're looking at. It just looks like a black and white lava lamp. You're like, what's that? I can't. Now maybe this is because we have a Kaiser Permanente, which was probably named Group Health at the time. I've seen like some real 3D, full color ultrasound. You see the kid floating around in there. It looks incredible. This is, we didn't have that kind of health insurance. We just had like, you know, a police sketch of our future child. And uh, so they're looking around. There's that weird ultrasound noise. It's like, and, uh, so she, the, the, the lab tech, I guess it would be, she was like, do you want to know the gender? And I said, how dare you? That child will tell us its gender when it's of age. No, I didn't say that. Um, and so we're like, yeah, we do want to know. And she's like, well, it looks like it's a girl. Christy and I, I think we were excited because we already had a boy. Why not get the spectrum? Uh, so, but we know Johnny's not going to be happy. We look at Johnny, and he's five, and he just kind of shrugs, and he goes, well, we can get a new baby after that one dies. Because uh, <laughs> that's what we did with the cat. And the lab tech just, her eyes widened, like, what the fuck? Uh, but I wasn't going to open with that story at a barbecue or close on it. <laughs> 
Um, I also had an ultrasound on my balls once. Gather around, kids. Grandpa has a story about his balls. I kept thinking of this a like, corny dad joke the entire time I had an ultrasound uh, on my testicles. Um, now I feel like I have to tell you why I had an ultrasound on my testicles. I don't, I'm a bad person to ask because I've had a couple different jokes about vasectomies. It was kind of an eventful one. Um, so sometimes people after shows will be like, it was fine though, right? Because they're about to get a vasectomy. And I'm not the best person to ask that because mine, it worked. But I had, I had some complications. This is a lot. Let me take another sip of coffee. There, now I'm ready. Uh, everything worked in the vasectomy, but I had intermittent testicle pain for a while after my surgery. It would be like nothing for a month, and then for like two weeks, it would hurt, just like this deep, shitty testicle pain. I went to the urologist, and he was a dick. Even if he was right, he'd just be like, yeah, that happens sometimes. I'm like, it, what? There's nothing? Is there anything I can do? He's like, have you tried ibuprofen? Dude. <laughs> no, I'm not familiar. How do you spell that? I want to talk to my pharmacist about it. Yes, I've tried ibuprofen. But anyway, uh, it went away. I mean, I guess it could come back, but it's been a couple years. Everything's fine. Everything's... You know, but for a couple of years after my vasectomy, I had inter intermittent testicle pain. And so I went to the, I, I had an ultrasound just to make sure there was nothing else weird going on in there. And uh, boy, was that wildly uncomfortable. Just, just, just to put, you know, that stuff they put on a mom's expectant mother's belly, that jelly, you know, just someone's slabbing it on your testicles and uh, looking around in your balls. You can't, I couldn't see what they were looking at and I wouldn't have known anyway. Um, I don't know what was in there. Just a bunch of sperm. <laughs> Millions of sperm. Hey, let us out! Uh, and it was, they, they didn't find anything too exciting in there. But the whole time, because I'm an idiot, I'm a professional comedian, but I'm also an idiot, and so sometimes dumb dad jokes pop into my head. Uh, the whole time, I either wanted the the tech who was who was uh, ultrasounding. That's probably not a verb. He was ultrasounding my balls. Uh, I wanted him to be like, "Well, it's a boy," because the balls boys have balls. I also I also had the very. <clears throat> Damn, these allergies are killing me. Uh, I had the very embarrassing experience for when Johnny was uh, a fetus. Uh, I wanted to record the sound of his heartbeat uh, in the ultrasound. I think they might actually even send you a sound file now. Things are different, but now they're like, hey, you probably need this for your podcast. Here you go. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Check me out on uh, TikTok. I'm at LabTech69. Check out my merch store. I got shirts that say, wow, 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 wow. 
But I had, I think for stand-up comedy purposes, I had an actual cassette. Man, maybe it wasn't. A, it was either a cassette recorder, uh, like a little handheld thing, or it was like very early digital MP3 recorder type thing. <clears throat> I can't remember which it was. I have a bunch of cassettes from my, my early, like first six months of stand-up comedy and uh, we actually, Christy actually bought me like this cassette to digital thing you hook up to your laptop and you can, you know, take stuff off cassette and make it digital, obviously. But like, I'm too scared. <laughs> I'm too scared to do it with those tapes of my open mics. I, you know, like, oh, I bet there's some rough shit on there. Uh, but anyway, I brought it to the doctor's office and, uh, we were, uh, I recorded, I pressed record when we got to the heartbeat part. Like a fast baby heartbeat. And, um, and then I think, I don't know what I did, but at some point I pressed stop. But instead of pressing stop, I hit like some sort of, I don't, I hit play. So we're talking to the to the doctor or the lab tech or someone, and just the loud recording of what I had just happened started playing. And so I'm like, I'm sorry, hold on, hold on, sorry, I'm hitting stop on a stupid tape player. I'm lucky I didn't hit play on like a stand-up comedy open mic set just in the middle of the doctor's office. <laughs> Women be shopping. That was my big closer at the time. I'm up to uh, 42,000 followers on TikTok, which is pretty exciting. Um, I don't know. I feel like when you get into the 100,000s, it can actually make a difference. I'm sort of observing what other comedians do. Um, right now, it's a lot of like, you're hilarious, when are you coming to Orlando type of comments. I don't think I've actually put any butts in the seats to watch me do stand-up comedy from TikTok yet. I have made $40 in the TikTok creator fund, which is nice. That offsets the cost of me paying for someone to make my captions for me. Uh, but I don't know. I see, you know, there's a guy in uh, the Seattle area, Todd, actually Tacoma, Todd Royce. He has like 600,000 followers and he can like, he's doing Todd Royce and friends all over the country and... I think people are going to come, and I'm like, wow. I'm not there. I'm a long ways from 600,000. I probably will never hit 600,000, but that it's kind of, I don't know. Maybe it's fun to see what happens if I can hit 100,000, 200,000. Um, but there, you know, there is a downside of, I mean, people are mean as hell on there. That's one of the downsides, but uh, it's also, it's so young. It's not just young people. It seems like everyone on TikTok who's old is making the same joke. It's just like, I'm the oldest guy on TikTok. I'm like, nah, there seems to be a lot of old people on here. But uh, I had a comment on one of my TikToks that was like, you're my favorite comedian. Can I make you in gotcha life? And if you don't know what gotcha life is... um. Either do I. 
but my kids do it all the time. It's like this weird animated thing. You can make your own characters. They, I don't know. My kids talk about it all the time, but I don't listen. Um, no, I mean, they're into it. It's, 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 my kids talk about Gotcha Life. They talk about Roblox, maybe a few other things. That's pretty much, and it's not just them. I hear them talk about it with other kids their age and, you know, in the same way that people talked about Scooby-Doo when I was in grade school and I pretended I had also watched, even though I didn't have a TV. Like, yeah, classmates, I hate when Scrappy-Doo's on too. He sucks. And really, I watched Scooby-Doo twice a year at my grandparents' house. But uh, that's, you know, that's what kids talk about. My daughter, uh, Maisie, she's kind of going in an anime direction, and she is into that world, and Gotcha Life is sort of like, I think, a starter into that world. But um, it's not for adults, really. I don't think it's like, I mean, you could, but it's like children or teens. And so can I make you and can I make a character of you in Gotcha Life? Um, I was like, uh... Sure. And then I checked the person's bio. They're 14. I don't know the gender, and either do they. But I... That's a little uncomfortable, especially because the joke that they had responded with a comment was uh, sexual in nature. And I guess I could put 18 plus on my videos, but I don't know if anyone notices. And I'm also like, I don't want to lose that on views. You know what I mean? Um, but that's a little uncomfortable. Like, you know, it's a joke about how I don't want to have sex on the floor and I want to wear knee pads during sex. And some seventh graders like, you're my favorite. Can I make you in Gotcha Life? And they did. Uh, they made a little video. And uh, it does, it looks like me, <laughs> I tweeted once, is that your avatar or your goal weight? And that's how I feel about the character that they made for this video. Because it's like, I mean, the beard and hair are about right, but it's like, you know. I look more like Kenny Loggins than me. That's a good, nice modern reference, Rutledge. You guys know Loggins, right? Uh, but yeah, it's just very, you know, and I did, I, I only, that's another problem with TikTok is people duet you and people, uh, which means they watch your video and talk about it or respond to it or just laugh at it. And, but I can't ever find those things. I don't, maybe there's a way to do it, but it's like, um, cause I'll, I'll look and it'll be like, this video was shared 1200 times. I'm like, where? I want to see where, but uh, anyway, I went to the person's page. I looked at the video, and I was like, oh, that's great. You know, and then I'm like, ooh, this is, I'm a little uncomfortable with all this. It might be because of the song that was playing in this very short video. I guess, okay, I'll play, I'll play the song. I don't, this is hopefully short enough. It won't give me a copyright uh, violation, but okay, I'm just going to do, okay. So it's like, look, a skinny version of me just sort of walking around a screen, and they're like, hope you like it, and they tagged me. Uh, but this is the song that's played. Like 
not uh, not very comfortable with that. Uh, I don't think my daughters were either. I was trying to brag. I'm like, look, someone made me in gotcha life. And they were like, ugh. <laughs> Actually, Maisie was like, I already made you in gotcha life. I'm like, all, all right. Uh, I have three, I can do three minute videos on TikTok. And that is the most impressed that Maisie has ever been with my comedy career, ever. Uh, <laughs> what? You get to do three minute videos? I was like, yeah. And I won the Laughing School Comedy Festival in 2017. She's like, shut up. Three minutes? Wow. Yeah, I'm a big deal for being the oldest guy on TikTok. If you live in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho or nearby and you're listening to this before or on June 4 and 5, please come to see the comedy show I'm doing with my pal Casey McLean. Uh... If you ever wondering, like, also uh, June 6th in Missoula, at the Giggle Box, uh, if you ever wondering, like, why, are, why do comedians, like, promote some shows so much and other shows not at all? Uh, it's because <laughs> sometimes I have a door deal, which means I get paid based on how many people come, and sometimes I just get a flat fee. And uh, Coeur d'Alene and Missoula, door deals. And they're stressful. You know, I guess I'm not that big of a gambler anyway. Like if I was ever on, what's the show with the suitcases? Let's make a deal. Who wants to bang a millionaire? Who? What's in the box? I don't remember the name of the show. Howie Mandel hosts it. Um, Ultrasound. That's the name of the show. Uh, I would make the deal so, I would, I'd pick the first eight boxes and they'd be like, uh, your offer is $23,000. And I'd be like, take it, good, I got it, I'll take that deal. I'm not a big gambler. So like, if someone said to me, you can either make, you can make $700 guaranteed or possibly three grand. My personality type is to go 700. But it might not be the best thing for my career or my pocketbook. So I'm trying. I'm trying to do some of these door deals. But when they go bad, whoo! They haven't gone bad yet. They've been less successful than we thought in optimistic moments. But none of them have been a disaster. And I'm hoping Coeur d'Alene isn't the start. Missoula's kind of tough because they're selling it by the table. So it's like $75 a table up to five people. But it's kind of hard to like round up four people. But anyway, uh, come on out. I have some, what else am I doing? Uh, I'm in uh, Glendale, Phoenix area, June 25, 26. Uh, Talent, Oregon, I think. That's a maybe. July 15, Medford, July 16, 17. Some of these, like Medford is a gig that like in 2019, I said to myself, because there's a weekend room down there at Chadwick's in the Rogue Regency. 
And it's the kind of gig that in 2019, I'm like, I gotta stop doing this. It doesn't pay enough for me to justify going here once a year, every year. And uh, now in 2021, they're like, Medford's back doing gigs. I'm like, I'll take it, please, for the love of God. Give me anything. I can't wash these white cabinets by myself anymore. I'll go to Medford. Uh, for all my Portland peeps. I know I have some Portland listeners. Uh, I'm at Helium. The good news is I'm at one of the finest comedy club chains, one of the finest clubs in that chain, Helium Comedy Club, July 18th on a Sunday. The bad news, we don't get to go inside the building. It's not for legal reasons. Uh, they're, just, they're doing outside parking lot shows. Um... I believe you even have to bring your own chair and or alcohol. It's like 5 p.m. on a Sunday, July 18th. Uh, bring a cooler. I don't even think tickets are available yet. Uh, but anyway, it's like... <laughs> I'm known in this business as a parking lot headliner. Um, all right, that's enough. Thanks for all the people who pay me money every month uh, to listen to this. I appreciate you. Uh, go with the episode notes if you want to do that. For as little as 99 cents a month, you can help pay for my lawn and toilet cleaning um, and Kirkland Signature everything. Uh, if you don't give me money every month, um, this podcast is free and it's worth it. <laughs> Show's over. We're done. Bye.